social media at Matteo Grosso Strategist. Have you ever felt a mix of excitement and tension when you enter the corporate world? If it happened to you, you are not alone. Today, I'm delighted to welcome my friend Andrea, financial management consultant at KPMG Dublin, and we will explore the jump from the graduate world to your first job and much more. Andrea, welcome to the show. Hi, folks. Thank you for your time here, Theo, and a pleasure to be here. Andrea, let's jump uh, right into this. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about you and about your journey? Yeah, sure. So uh, I started studying in Milan at Cattolica University. I studied management there. And that's when I decided that it was my time to, you know, see something new, see some new countries, see some new culture. So I chose to move to Dublin, where I did my master's in uh, business. And uh, once there, I said, okay, I like the city. I like the life here. I feel like I have the, the spark still going. So I chose to look for jobs here and to focus on this city and in this country. And um, yeah, that's when I found my job in uh, KPMG as financial management consultant uh, at their graduate program. And uh, yeah, so that's my you know, background in a brand. Wow, that's a, that's a very brave choice, right? To to decide to move to a totally different country. And then not only that, but just when you graduate, just staying in that country and working, because usually when you work in a place, it means that at least for a couple of more years, right? You probably will probably be in that place as it happened to you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the typical path for most students. Most students study into a certain city and they are more likely to find a job there. But it's not the, you know, the typical case for all people, but for most students, yeah. And why did you choose uh, Dublin in the first place for, for the master's uh, degree? That's a really good question here. Uh, the reason why I chose Dublin as my target, well, there's no specific reason, which is quite funny. It's not something that I should be saying here, but uh, <laughs> I was really looking for, you know, uh, a master's into uh, a place where English was the main language. So uh, in Europe, you don't really have that many countries in that sense. You have Ireland, you have the UK, you have Net Netherlands, where they speak course very good English but uh, you gotta search for it you know and I, I'm being honest I'm being very honest uh, you know and I'm playing here uh, the masters in the UK are very costly uh, while that was a very good price quality ratio for masters and the, the masters was uh, very highly ranked in this college I studied in uh, University College Dublin in uh, uh, Smurfit and uh, yeah, so ranking, price quality ratio, uh, Dublin was a booming city for jobs. So the choice was quite, was quite simple in that sense. Interesting. And then, so you graduated and you moved to KPMG, right? So what made you choose a career in consulting, right? After the master's in, uh, in management? Okay, so consulting, I feel like, generally speaking, is a target for most business students and business graduates. It's seen, you know, with investment banking, you have consulting, you have tech, you have these sectors which are 
the go-to for most graduates. They kind of see it as something that gives a good light on your CV. And that was the same for me in this sense. Uh, I got an experience when I was, when I was finishing my master's uh, as a business consultant for summer for three months for a small company here in, uh, in Dublin. And that's when I decided that uh, since I didn't really know what was my dream job at that time, consulting was the best option. You get uh, a wide variety of clients from different sectors. You do a lot of tasks. You get a lot of skills in different uh, fields. So that's a very good choice to start with and to jumpstart your career. Then if you get really passionate about that, well, you can stay in that and keep going, you know? Of course, yeah. And you, so you study management, you studied management. However, now you are a financial management consultant. So you made a very big transition, right? So I remember when I studied management, I then wanted to do something related to management and not another field like economics or finance, but you made the jump. So how, how was that? And what, what, uh, what, what was like to, to do something kind of different, right? Yeah, so uh, that's still, that's a very good question here because I've done economics as well in my bachelor's with management. Uh, and that's when I mm-hmm. fell in love with the numbers even though it wasn't really the, the major part, it was not the biggest part of my um, course. Uh, then my master's was, was mainly business and strategy focused. And that's when I was like, okay, I really like the strategy side of things, but I can't really get distant from numbers. I, I really like the business numbers. I like finance. I like those figures uh, rolling, right? So uh, financial management consulting was sort of uh, a dream job in that sense because it merged the financial part and the management consulting part. So uh, it helps you, like it allows you to do management consulting. So focusing on the strategic part of the client, but with an eye to the finance, so to the financials and to their finance function. So it helped me really bring in together on parallel to passions. Makes sense. Wow, that's powerful. And I will ask you a question. We discussed this a couple of times, right? Because uh, you know, I'm very focused on people and you're very focused on numbers. Usually, right, you're, you're very passionate about numbers and, and I always talk about people. And I, I wanted to, to ask you, right, like, what, how was the passion for, for numbers born? Was it something that you, you developed over time? Uh, why is it um, so cool for you to understand? When you, when you were talking uh, with me, you were explaining how beautiful it is to have a very comprehensive vision of the financial situation of companies and that's interesting because that's something i've never felt right <laughs> so how did the passion develop for you yeah so i would like to use a reverse approach to answer this question because i feel like i'm more able to answer this question now through my experience mm-hmm. in consulting than before i'd say that uh, or um, say companies uh, organizations in general they are amazing social machines in this sense right they're composed of they're they're made of people they're made of processes and all that and everything you see in your daily life is the outcome of what this organization produced right so i i found it uh, impressive uh finding out how they work as ants to produce something right Mm -hmm. and my question was you know the numbers behind it how do i quantify their efforts how do i put it into figures that I can keep track of, right? So uh, that's when I, that's the part that I found fascinating really. It was 
behind their processes and how they move and how they produce products, right? And create new things. There's always some uh, measurements needed. There's always a need to measure and to stay with the feet on the ground, right? It's not all about really flying and dreaming. There's also part that needs to be sticking to the ground in this sense. And numbers help you doing that. And I found it fascinating because good companies and good organizations are fantastic in, you know, keeping track of their progresses, measuring what they do and uh, improving it, right? Yeah, makes sense. And I have to admit that, uh, so um, last year, for instance, I remember I mentioned to you, yeah, numbers are not really my thing in this is I'm not passionate about numbers. But now that I am trying to, to um, create a company, right? And I'm trying to, to be an entrepreneur. Now more than ever, I understand that if the numbers are not in the right place, the company will fail. <laughs> and it, it sucks because I have to tell you, you were right, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, good, you, you were sort of able to sort it out, right? Like that's, that's fundamental. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, it's, that's, it's, it's quite key. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I remember going, actually, I didn't even want to do the finances for my company. This shows how passionate about numbers uh, I, I was. But I'm so happy I did it because I realized that uh, I, was, I was paying all the experts that work with the academy, for instance, and was reinvesting in social impact projects with the profits. And then I was like, okay, so basically, I have no money for business development, <laughs> which is the only important thing <laughs> because I cannot even hire a, a new person who could do some sales or something. So I was like, shit, I, I definitely need to think about numbers more. <laughs> Let me say something here. Uh, just, just clarifying. Uh, I, I mean, finance sounds like a very complicated word, right? Like with very complicated formulas and forecasting and blah, 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 right? Like there's a lot of stuff there. And it sounds really terrifying from someone seeing it from the outside. But being honest, even from, say, an entrepreneur point of view in this sense, or even someone else that does different jobs, say, uh, it could be, you know, uh, a, a shop owner, or it could be someone fixing doors, right? The actual finance that is needed by all people, by the generic public, is not that complicated, you know? The, the surface level, surprisingly, for finance is sufficient most of times, right? And say for a young business, you know, or for someone like you running this new business, it's very simple. Like you can easily find some indicators of how your business is, is doing, right? And they're not really complicated. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. And absolutely agree with that. No, finance, I think when you kind of uh, put some effort into it, you, you understand it from a business owner perspective, or even we talked a lot about personal finance, right, as well. I think it's so interesting to see how finance is has to do with people. I never realized that before, right? So if you if you think about the financial market, right, the yeah. financial market seems so difficult to understand. But then if you think about it, it's only people who are thinking <laughs> that something will happen and they react to it, right? <laughs> yeah, that is that is so cool and interesting. It's that is a complicated topic, but. The underlying concept is simple. It's people behavior, 
it's behavioral mm -hmm. finance there, you know, to figure out the actual nature of financial markets is, okay, where's the, uh, the analysis part, there is some quant part, but everything is driven, like you mentioned, by people's behavior, choices, ideas, you know, which most of times are, are biased, but that's a different topic, right? So, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, let's let's change the topic a little bit, actually. I was, I was thinking we, we should explain to our listeners how we met, because I think that's very important, right? right? Because okay. we have a, such a beautiful friendship, which is, uh, um, which has lasted uh, three years now, right? Yeah, a little bit less than three years, right? I'm very happy to, to hear you're able to remember that. It's kind of like a wife, you know, it's our <laughs> anniversary, I think in a, in a few months, being honest, like in a couple of months. Yeah, we are, we are exactly. Yeah, almost, almost three years. Um, and do, 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 you want to say, do you want to say how we met? In the, in the, what was the name of the place? Uh, how we connected immediately because of our energy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I can't remember the place specifically, but I remember the, the moment very well, uh, luckily. <laughs> so um, I met Matteo um, uh, while we were out with two different groups of people, if I remember correct. M Matteo was out with his friends, I was uh, out with my friends here in Dublin. We met up and they knew each other. Uh, my company uh, used to know his company. So we met up, we merged the uh, two groups and uh, the very first moment where I spoke to Matteo, uh, I realized uh, that we could have been very good friends. And it sounds a lie. It sounds, but yeah, no, it was a very quick connection. Uh, I have this image in my mind of me and you walking uh, on this Dublin street. I think it was close to Nolita, which is a bar here in Dublin. Mm. And uh, we were chatting about something which was still very, I mean, say like, philosophical in this sense but I, I i really felt it and i really felt it was very nice to talk to you and chat to you about that uh so uh yeah no it, that was a very quick connection which was consolidated when we went to wow burger i i think uh so um yeah no that was a very you know uh, first time um, friendship yeah you know you know what was so funny for me about about that friendship it was born like um, you, if you listen to this podcast, you have heard me um, mention energy is key, right? When you choose the people you want in your life, your friendships, uh, your relationships, etc. Energy is very important because if you, when you are on a level of energy, let's say you're on a level nine, okay? And you meet other people. If these people are on a level five, you either bring them up or they bring you down right? Energy is very contagious. And, uh, and I'm very picky. I'm very picky because when I choose my friendships, etc., I, I want people who have good energy. So what happened was that we were out with, the, with different groups of friends, right? As you said. <laughs> and after two minutes, we connected on the same level of energy. We were just enjoying, we we're laughing, etc. And a couple of people told us, oh, have you have you uh, been knowing each other since a very long time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. You were like, no, we just met five, five minutes ago. <laughs> it's been five minutes. Great five minutes. But, five minutes. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it's, energy is very important. So I'm really glad it happened and all the conversations, right? That's, uh, 
that's that's another i think that's another great thing about you and that leads me to another point i think it's very difficult to find people who are usually very um uh, purposeful in how they want their life to be so you're very you work very hard you also study we we'll touch that in a moment right and you also have fun right so how the heck do you combine all these things together because usually people are good at one thing and they forget about all the other things yeah uh well first thanks and uh yeah i definitely put my effort into what i do and um, yeah, keeping everything together, your passions, your purpose uh, on the work side and uh, your social life, it's not always easy. Uh, I mean, some people might be like, okay, just you know, uh, try to drain some time from resting or doing nothing and put it to these two parts and rest less. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that, that that's a good suggestion, but that's what I've done at the very start to try and manage all this. And I was wrong. Definitely, because uh, being tired in the long term, even in the middle term, uh, in the end, uh, erodes your energies and it prevents you from really reaching your goals, either on your work and passion sides and your social life. So in the end, I, I, I was able to, you know, uh, balance um, these three things, social life, study and work. And um, uh, the very important thing was, like you mentioned, surrounding myself with people that motivated me. Um, and uh, motivating myself, which is even more complicated. So uh, when you're able to surround yourself with the, the right people in this sense, right? People that prevent you from uh, um, becoming tired, you know, or, you know, becoming uh, too, uh, say, unconclusional. That's a very good, uh, you know, uh, starting point. Uh, and I got to say that most of the things that I've done so far are thanks to the people that surrounded me and that kept my energy high in this sense, right? So definitely uh, the right people help you reaching your goals in this sense. Yeah, 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 that's <laughs> so true. It makes so much sense. I, I remember I remember you working very hard and studying very hard and imparting very hard and, and thinking like, how does this guy do all these things, right? <laughs> but it's... <laughs> It's so, it's so powerful to see someone like that because we have one life and it is important to manage it well with the right friendships, with the right moments, right? And um, I mean, if I never, I don't think I've ever seen you in a way, not, not stressed, not busy, of course, yes, busy, yes. But uh, um, when you show up, you always show up with a good energy. I think that's very important. Right? That's, uh, that's something that's uh, so, so, so crucial. Um, and in terms of let's touch on the learning part a little bit because one thing I admired a lot about you is uh, so um, for, for, for the listeners Andrea is not only a financial management consultant but uh, as it is quite typical I think for, for um, KPMG employees etc is also uh, studying for the uh, Associate Chartered Accountant Certification, right? Yeah. And uh, so this certification means that uh, you not only work, but also have to study <laughs> additional hours to complete the exams because you have a lot of exams. So it's kind of like being at the university in a way. And Andrea, can you tell us a little bit more about, first of all, your decision to do this? Because, <laughs> I mean, when I 
finished my studies, I didn't want, I wanted to work. I didn't want to, to do other exams, right? So what drove you to, to, to do this and why do you do that? And how is it, how is it being so far? Okay, uh, so that's quite a long story here. I'm going to try to be as, as short as possible. <laughs> like you mentioned, it was my own choice. Uh, when they offered me this job, they told me that it came with uh, the mandatory participation to this qualification. So I, I, I had to do it if I signed this contract because they want, to, uh, they, they want their, their people to be qualified in this sense. So to have some knowledge in the finance field. And not only, uh, but um, when I received that contract and I read it, I, I was very happy, but I was also very scared, right? So, because like you mentioned, I, I've just finished studying and I was like, how do I find the energy to keep going for another three years? Because this is divided into three levels, like most qualifications in this field. And uh, I, I didn't know the answer at the very start. And uh, the magic moment was when I talked to my parents in this sense. Um, and, and my parents were really helpful. In particular, my, my father, I'm being honest here, he, I feel like he's a great professional. Uh, I feel like he has a great morale and uh, work dedication, right? So I learned quite a lot from, from him throughout my life uh, in uh, general. And it was very helpful, um, giving me the motivation uh, and the way you did that was, okay, what is your end goal? Why are you willing to take on just this job? Is there any reason why you tried to get this job in the very first place? And then I was like, okay, uh, I have an end goal. And my end goal is either to make career in consulting or to, you know, make career in finance, right? So this is a great chance. I need this qualification, right? This, this qualification helps me differentiating myself from from many people and uh, it gives me the knowledge that i really need uh to get there so even even though the effort is a lot uh efforts if they're properly uh used they always bring good fruits right they they always bring the right benefit sometimes maybe that benefit is not really what you thought it could be different. It could be in a different form and shape, but you will always have some benefits. And I must say that that was a very wise decision. If I look back now, I, I look back, sometimes I see my peers that they're not studying, they're just working, they're progressing in their careers. And I'm like, damn. But then I, I sit down, I, I think, and I go like, I made the right choice because that's what I want to do. And that's what's going to help me, uh, help me in general with my career and my professional life. I need that, that knowledge. Yeah, because if, even if it seems like uh, you are, let's say, let's say, quote unquote, behind now, right? But then these certifications will accelerate your growth later, right? In terms of salary, in terms of career progression, right? Yeah, yeah. My, what my parents always tell me is don't compare yourself to the others, which is a very yeah. simple thing, but it works. If you keep <laughs> comparing you, yourself to, to the others, you will always see you behind, right? Uh, you you yeah. might see yourself as a little bit more forward than some other people, but you don't really want to, you know, look at uh, people who are a little bit behind you and go like, okay, I am I'm satisfied. You, you got to keep that hanger, right? So you, you always got to look at people that are doing more. But if you do that in a sick way, then it doesn't help you. So 
the ideal thing there, the ideal thing to keep the, the focus and to keep the, the purpose there, even if it's a long-term thing, because I committed myself to three years in this sense. Yeah. And three years is a long time. And you never see it coming, I promise you. You're always like, okay, one year done, other two years. Second year done, one other year. It's long and stressful in this sense, in terms of study. But yeah. what I'm trying to say here is, if you, focus on, if you focus on yourself and stop comparing to the others, you will find that motivation on your own. And yeah. this combinated with what we mentioned previously, so surrounding yourself with the right people, positive energies and good vibes, then it just works, right? just flows yeah and you're playing the long game the long run right and i, I think yeah it will pay off <laughs> no no doubt about this <laughs> thank you very much thanks for me uh, if uh, let me ask you this if there was uh, um, one piece of advice let's say one piece of advice you would like to offer to young professionals or students who have uh, accomplished the master of science etc they are starting work What's the piece of advice you would like to give them that uh, could make them happier, let's say, when they work? Okay, um, happier when they work. Okay, uh, that's kind of, um, okay, first of all, make sure you are learning, make sure you're growing. Because the moment where you feel like you're stuck and you're doing the very same thing every day, all day, then it will, uh, you know, bring you know, sadness in this sense. You won't see your job anymore in the same way. So always look for growth opportunities, something new, new challenges. And that's the first thing. The other thing is definitely uh, see work not really as a prison because it's not, uh, but see work where possible, of course, as a way to enlarge your family and connections, right? So some wow. people have the luck to have a lot of young peers. Some people don't. But if people don't, uh, still try to make good connections in your workplace that will help you feel better. Try and engage positively with your you know, superiors or older peers. And then if you don't really have those young peers, always try to look for an outside network that keeps you distracted to re recharge your energies. But when you have accomplished this, then you can be happy at work. So make sure you like what you do, of course, but let's be honest no one really likes what they do at the very first. It's a learning process. Yeah. How, how do you know? Uh, something that I really find, uh, you know, surprising. And they have been telling me for all my life, but I never believed that. Then I started working and I found it out. What you study is never what you do in work. There are two completely different things. They are different, right? So you might be unsatisfied when you start, but when you see the learning, when you see the learning curve and the growth process, in your personal uh, progression, then it comes happiness, it comes satisfactions. And uh, it's very small steps. It's never like a huge step that makes you say, okay, I'm happy here. It's a daily process. You gotta be patient. Being patient is a big secret then. It comes from someone that had, had to study for three years and committed himself to study for three years while, while work. Patience gives you a prize in the end. It's like running a marathon. It's not like sprinting, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I love the, the comparison. It's a marathon. Now, now we are so used to have everything and have it now that I think in the workplace you um, come through as, uh, as uh, kind of arrogant in a way, right? If you just arrive and say, okay, 
I worked here for six months. Now I deserve this. I deserve the promotion. I deserve a higher salary. And I mean, of course, some people accomplish fantastic results so that it's, it's important that the companies value them. But it's also important from the perspective of a younger person to say, hey, I need to be grateful, not entitled. I need to be grateful. I need to say, hey, I'm learning. That's a great thing. And uh, also, if you make a demand, for instance, I was thinking to your manager, right? Never go to your manager and say something like, I'm so good. I deserve a promotion here because I'm better than anyone else. Because that's the wrong way of asking for, for a career progression. You can say something like, I really enjoy what I do. I feel I'm learning. I would like to help even more. And I, I have career aspirations. How can we make this possible? Right? What's something that we could do for me to uh, get a greater responsibility? What, what do you think? Is it the right way? Yeah, I, I, I really think so. I mean, for me, it's a little bit different because in consulting, the career path is a little bit more, um, say, uh, structured. Mm-hmm. So uh, after a certain level, you need to, you know, go out there and ask, you know, and talk to the right people to make sure you get promoted or you, you get your compensations. But mm-hmm. until your level, senior level, it's more structured. It comes with your results by studying, by, by working, right? So, uh, but all in all, by seeing different people, uh, by seeing different, uh, by getting to, to know different people from different companies here in Dublin or in Milan or different countries, right? Uh, I, I definitely see what you just mentioned. So it's never a matter of going there and pretending uh, something or, you know, going there and uh, being sure that what you want is going to be given to you. It's a matter of sitting down and figuring this out together, right? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's such a thin line between, right, uh, like, um, how can we call it? A worthy, um, knowing your worth and being entitled. There is just a very thin line because it's like, I know my value, <laughs> but it's not that because I know my value, I say, okay, now you have to give me that, right? <laughs> that's something yeah. that's so difficult to understand. But when you crack it, when you crack the code, it's like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, I mean, like, that's something very complicated. It's a very tough, tough topic, right? Because it's uh, about engaging with people and talking to, to people is, it's not numbers, right? It's even more, yeah. more complicated. So um, one thing is that I learned is you earn your respect in the workplace um, of your peers, of your superiors by putting the effort, showing passions, engaging, bringing positive vibes and um, it's not really a matter of, uh, you know, uh, uh, being entitled, like you mentioned, but it's a matter of gaining that respect level by, you know, working in the right way and engaging properly with people. So uh, you, you need to create your, your own brand. You're not born mm. with a brand when you come out of university and you jump into the uh, job environment. You're not born with that label. You need to create that. And that's a very, you know, step-by-step process. Same that I mentioned previously with the growth and learning. It's a step-by-step thing, getting to know people, working with them, getting their, their trust, right? Uh, and once you do that, that brand is, is going to, you know, shine bright in that sense. Um, but you're not born with, with that. You, you can't come in and be like, okay, I used to work here or I studied there and then I can do that. No, never. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm checking the time here. Let me ask you one final thing because um, you mentioned the uh, growth um, mindset, right? And learning so many times. And it's something that I, I see in you, like uh, the work that you do on yourself is, is very admirable because you always try to understand how you can be better, like to, to understand your um, blind spots and say, oh, this is something I didn't know about myself. Maybe I could learn, right? And what pushed that growth? Is it, uh, could it be, let's say, something related to ambition? Could it be nurture? Could it be your family, maybe? Could it be your personality? I noticed that you don't have, let's say, a, an ego problem. For you, it's very normal to, let's say, call me, for instance, and say, hey, what do you think about this, right? Am I doing it right? What can I do more? How can I be more? And to me, it's, it's, it's a sign of uh, intelligence, yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> and I, I know, uh, yeah, I, I meant yeah, because I, I was thinking that I was fascinated uh, in Dublin in, in particular, because it, it is such an international city with, you know, talents from all over the world and literally by all over the, the world. So you, you get to know so many people and uh, uh, that's where I found out I, how fascinated I, I was by, by how each of them could bring something to me in that sense. Uh, either in terms of uh, even uh, simple things like how organizing your time and life uh, to more technical stuff, right? So um, what she's, uh, my, my drive to grow and to learn in this sense is probably um, generated by a mix of the elements you mentioned. So I, I, I'd say curiosity, I'd say um, ambition too, because it's there. But it's, uh, it's a mix of things, really. Uh, I, I, I get bored. I, I feel like it gets boring for me when I stop learning, uh, either from technical things or more uh, easy and daily things, right? And uh, being surrounded by um, interesting people that can bring you different things from uh, different uh, sides is so fascinating. Uh, I, I thought about that once. I... Uh, I feel like Dublin is a city where most people talk about business, finance, and all this kind of topics. But um, I um, look at, I had a look at, at, at my friends here once, and I found out, okay, I have a loads, loads of friends here that work in those fields, but I also have some friends that, works, that, that work in something completely different, right? In the medical sector, in the, um, you know, uh, could be childcare sector, uh, you know, very different sectors and fields. And uh, I really enjoy talking to them because it gives me really a huge different perspective uh, from uh, the general business people. I mean, yeah. business people still have their diversities and differences, right? But th these people that work in completely different environments, they, they really bring me different points of view quite a lot of times. And I really like it. Yeah, that's powerful. I completely agree, guys. If uh, you're thinking about a career, right? You're thinking about a career in corporate, etc., or even a place to live. Dublin and Ireland in general is a fantastic place. Dublin is such an international city. It is young. It is energetic. It is vibrant. Uh, um, so definitely agree with Andrea here. Um, highly recommend it to, to work in, uh, in Dublin. Well, guys, we are at the end of today's episode. We, we went quite long because his insights, Andrea's insights are very impressive, very useful. Andrea, thank you 
for being with us today and for sharing your time with us. Thank you so much, Theo. That was such a huge pleasure. And uh, thank you for listening for the ones who want to listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. Guys, that's what we have got for today's episode. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who has just graduated with a young professional and who could benefit. Feel free to share it in your Instagram stories and tag us. It would be amazing. The only way we grow and impact more people is if you guys share it. So I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who will do it. Make your life a masterpiece. See you next week. We appreciate you and we hope you have an amazing day. Thank you.